0: Hi, and welcome to this episode with me, Sue Parker. Today, I am joined by Victoria Merrill. She is a mindset and well-being coach. We're talking all about how to raise your self-esteem. We talk a lot about self-talk, the importance of it, the impact of it. Now, Victoria's mission has always been to help women optimize and sustain their well-being through mental fitness so they can take on complex challenges such as owning a business and creating a balanced lifestyle. I know there are so many takeaways that many of us will find helpful to improve our mindset, to raise our self-esteem in this episode. So I hope that you will take some action, take a listen, write these things down and follow through because I know it will make a massive difference to how you feel about yourself every single day and overall your performance. So, welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking all about raising your self esteem with Victoria. Victoria is a mindset and well being coach whose mission is to help women optimize and sustain their well being through mental fitness so that you can take on complex challenges of entrepreneurship and you can create that balanced lifestyle. So I'm so excited to have you here, Victoria. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Sue. Thank you. I feel like I've known you for years because um, we met earlier this year in a very similar stage in our businesses, in our entrepreneurial journey. And we kind of connected um, at the Expert Empires Conference. Yeah. I was thinking the other day, do you know that was only March? And yet you and I have probably become the best of friends since then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe that was only March as well in how far we've come too. So not only in our friendship, but in our businesses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that Amazing. was so exciting. It's so
0: exciting. And so it goes to show how much you can do in just a short space of time when, you have, when you're when you in that right zone
1: yeah. and you've
0: got that support. And, and that's definitely what we are to each other. It's absolutely. goes to show. Key. Yeah. yeah. So what would be really good for everyone listening is to understand your background. So what got you into your mindset work, your wellness work as a coach? You know, how did you go from what you were doing before um, to get into this line of work?
1: So um, I my first career was actually as a solicitor. Um, i'd always been massively into personal development even as a child i'd i'd never i'd always go for those books where somehow it's going to help me um, improve my life improve me somehow so always naturally drawn to those kinds of books um but never really thought of having a career in it and just went down sort of more a traditional path of um going into law and becoming a solicitor and the years rolled on, and 17 years later, I'm still there, and, or was still there. Having had my second child, I kind of had a bit of a wake-up call, and I thought, you know, I'm not really passionate about this career. You know, my determination got me there, but not really. I'm not really passionate about it. I always loved helping people, and I could do that through that job, but I wanted to help people in a, in a different way, in a way that I was more passionate about. Um, and so I, um, so many of my female colleagues were leaving and they were doing their own thing because they had had children and they were looking for that work-life balance. And I wanted a work-life balance as well. Having had my second child, I wanted to, you know, create um, something that worked for me and worked for my, like the lifestyle that I wanted, Um So I left too, but to sort of see the struggle, the reality of it. So my friends going through it as well, and this sort of ideal of working for yourself and having um, the flexible living, flexible time, flexible, you know, means of making money and stuff. The reality of it was a lot harder because we, as women have to juggle so many things going on in life, as well as trying to build a business. So I kind of thought there's a problem here and I want to solve it. And personal development was my passion. So after doing lots of studying and stuff, I suddenly kind of had my aha moment. And then I, um, from that, created the Women's Lifestyle Collective. I felt there needed to be um, a place, a well-being hub where all those skills we're never taught at school, the mindset stuff that we're never taught, and and it's still you know it's still so antiquated the education system nowadays. It's still slow in delivering kind of that message and um, techniques for your ma- mastering your mindset. So I felt there was a, a place for a well-being hub for specifically. For women in business, for women building their business, um, freelancers, self-employed, but you know, doing it on their own. There's no well-being package when you're doing it on your own that you might get in, um, you know, a big corporate company. So um, and uh, you know, the whole basis of being successful in your life, in your business is having the the right mindset it's optimizing your mindset um sustaining that and your mindset and the synchronicity between your mind and your body is all to do with well-being so if you are optimizing your well-being you know it drives your success it drives your success in your business in your life so that ultimately you create that lifestyle the work life balance that you you know that you had same for yourself
0: yeah no I love that and I, I think there's lots of women who have a baby and that's like their breakthrough moment where they just go mm. there's more to life than this so yeah. I love that that was your kind of pivotal point when you went what do I really want to do in my life and then you've chosen something so purposeful so meaningful that I 100% agree with we definitely need as an entrepreneur yeah. I mean you touched on that about being lonely and um feeling you know people pleasing still because we still have so much stuff going on in our lives we're still trying to fit to the the traditional role so you know many people listening are probably thinking yep I'm trying to still juggle the home care responsibilities as well as the life admin the housework because the expectation is on me yeah Um, yeah you're trying to build a business and and I found one of the hardest things is that boundary when people saw you working at home, working on your business, it's kind of like, well, your business isn't really gr- doing anything yet. So you're mm. free to just go and run an errand or do something. But yeah. having that strong boundary has really helped me to sort of go, no, 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 I'm working right now. And it's the only way I'm going to make progress. <laughs> so yeah. no, the answer is no. You're just going to have to take yeah. this a hard line. I, uh, The things I do matter too. Um, yeah. I want Absolutely. to just, just so talk about this this mind-body connection and and this wellness and and how it then then impacts us. So what what is it do you think that's the, the main driver to your mindset? So what is
1: it the main thing that that gives you your mindset? Um, how you talk to yourself. 100% how you talk to yourself. If you're going to do any work at all with mindset, it's changing how you talk to yourself so that you talk to yourself better. Your self-esteem, how you feel about yourself, is the dictator of everything in your, dictates everything in your life. So that would be the the number one thing. And and then that affects your body because your mind does what it thinks you want it to do. So if you feed your thoughts with, um, you know, wellness and fitness, or, you know, that you can move your body and things like that, your mind is giving that message to your body. And then it will look for things in life to ensure that, you know, what you've said to yourself, it's going to make real. So it's like, um, you know, your wish is my command. It's almost like a genie. You've got to be so careful what you say to it, um, because it wants to, your mind wants to create those thoughts and those words that you tell it. I once, um, listened to this podcast about, uh, Daniel Amen, who
0: does this, uh, talk about automatic negative thoughts. So he's like, you know, there'll be things like comparisons with others, the automatic things that pop into our head that we don't consciously think of necessarily. And I guess, how, how do you deal with that? Like your, your self-talk is, is, mm. is just automatic. How, how do you start
1: stopping yeah. that, that sort of record player, if you like? Yeah, exactly. With, you know, it's a record player because, you know, it, our entire lives have been built on this belief system from all the things we've told ourselves. Um, so, you know, I think all of us are so guilty at, at times of or most of the time, telling ourselves, criticizing ourselves, telling ourselves negative things, all the things we can't do, all the things we struggle with. I'm stressed. I'm unhealthy. I'm unfair. I can't do this. I can't do that. And, and that has been, you know, built up over our entire life. So it does. it's just like breathing to us. So how do we change that? We change out in a dialogue. We change what the words we use to ourselves, and that has to be really conscious to start with. And it's not easy. Um, it's you know, it takes so much practice. But things to really boost that. So it's easy to say, "Well, always tell yourself nice things. Always speak to yourself better. Have better thoughts." It's all like easy to say that. To really boost those things, it's I'd recommend it: meditation, manifestation. Those are really powerful tools where, which really help when you keep repeating these, uh, this good dialogue to yourself, it's taken in subconsciously so that eventually it will just become as natural as breathing. But it takes practice. It takes work. We've got to let go of this belief system that's built up our entire life
0: like rewriting the script, the mantra yeah. goes around in your head. But in a meditation, I suppose, in a meditative state, you're probably more receptive. Your subconscious is more receptive to the things you're you're listening to. Exactly. That's I, it. I once read that um, we're really susceptible first thing in the morning and last thing at night, you know, in that dream state. Yeah. Your, your body doesn't know the difference between reality and, and, and a dream. You know, when you have yeah. that feeling where I feel like this has happened, this dream really happened. Yeah. Um, And I once read that if you can meditate or do a visualization at that time, your brain was more receptive to believing it.
1: Absolutely. 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 Yeah. It's um, first thing in the morning to set your day off as well, because like you say, your, your brain is more receptive. So, you know, really set your intentions for the day first thing in the morning and then last thing at night, reflect, reflect on the day and think about the you know the following day set your intentions and in the week and they are the best times
0: did you find that you used to give yourself negative self talk
1: uh, we do i think without um realizing it as well so i did massively and i didn't even realize i was doing it you know how many times have you sort of burnt something in the oven and you're like, you say something negative or you, you know, you fall, you know, you're stupid or, you know, we just do it automatically. And I wasn't aware that I was doing it so much. And, and it isn't until, this is why it's so important to take time out and reflect because we run on autopilot. When you do take time and reflect, look at your day, And look at the things that have happened in the day and the dialogue you use with yourself. And it's a bit like, oh, a bit of a wake-up call. I'm meant to be my own best friend. And yet, you know, we talk to ourselves in such a a horrible way so often. So I think, first of all, you need to be aware that you do it. Um, And the best way to do that, I think, is literally just taking some time out of your day, probably in the evening, you know, when you are feeling a bit more, reflective anyway um and just become really aware of how you use that dialogue
0: you touched on a really interesting point there because you're like if you burnt something in the oven you then start talking to yourself like you're an idiot you know you feel Mm. incompetent you feel incapable of doing something and I think that's a lot of it is it's triggers it's triggers about like the expectation I have of m- what my ability and capability should be, or what, everything that we're juggling, I always feel like I'm juggling. You know, there's a million plates spinning in the air, and you know, if I let if I let one drop that, that means I'm inadequate in that area. And you'll, you are sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to be a bad parent. I don't want to, I want to be a great mum. I don't, I want to be a good cook because (laughs) traditionally women are good cooks and I'm not, (laughs) um, I want to, you know, maintain the house, you know, keep it clean and tidy or, you know, all that kind of stuff, as well as have a business, but also look good and presentable Mm -hmm. every day and make Mm -hmm. sure that I live up to the standards that everybody Mm -hmm. expects of me, like a nice girl, good girl. Um, but, Sometimes that expectation means when you fail, when you do something wrong mm. or fail, like this, I think this is the big thing in business. Like we're all so fearful of failing, you know, not having yeah. it not not getting it right. And then that sort of being the be all and end all. When I think there's some people who are able to fail and not do things so well and and have I don't know if it's lower expectations and our problem is our expectations of ourselves are just too high and we just need to dial down the pressure on ourselves and be more rewarding mm-hmm. or do you think it's that high expectations are good but we need to address our resilience to failure or getting things wrong even when we still have these high standards we want to live to do you know what do you yeah do, what do you feel is the issue there
1: I think um, with expectations, um, we've spent our lives living up to a certain expectation. And I think it's reevaluating the expectations you actually want in your life and setting boundaries for those you don't want. So you're not living up to somebody else's expectations. You're not living up to society's expectations, what's expected to us as women. You are setting your own expectations, your own boundaries, what you want to live up to, you know, who you want to become, what you want to be able to do, how you want to live. And you set those expectations accordingly. I think when you're trying to reach such high expectations, expectations that are dictated by external factors you know you're never going to be satisfied you're always going to feel like you're chasing your tail because as well ultimately you're living up to something you don't really want to be living up to it's just expected of you so I do think that's really important it's setting the expectations that you're happy with that you're comfortable with that you want in your life that serve you
0: yeah you, you yeah that's a really good point you know actually one of the things I did a while back is, is a lot of values work, um, which I then obviously took into my identity. So this is one of the key things you do as an impersonal development is you get, you get aligned with your values. And I realized that I was valuing very materialistic things that I didn't care about. They didn't make me happy. Yeah. I was just doing it because everybody else would value those things. And I felt yeah. that that's a sign of success. So I really yeah. had this, this, this internal battle with what is success? What does it look like? So and that then is, it ties into these expectations, which I guess then ties into it. Well, if I don't just do so well at the cooking, it doesn't matter because, yeah. you know, I'm okay. I'm okay with yeah. what I can do and, and being accepting of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, um, so in terms of building resilience, so these things, these things trigger us, let's say it's something that's really important to us, like our business. And yeah. I know that I want this podcast to be brilliant and I want all the interviews and everybody who an interviewee on here to have, have fun and enjoy it and share, you know, their message with the world and other people to get value from it. But let's say, you know, an episode doesn't live up to my expectations. You know, um, I didn't perform as well as I should. And I'm really being that critical. How do you build the resilience not to sort of keep beating yourself up and doing that negative self-talk? I know, I know I can do a meditation. I know I can do whatever, but there's going to be moments. I'm going to let myself down on the things, the values that I've gotten and the, the expectations are the things that really matter to me. And how, yeah. how would you advise somebody to handle that situation and not let it ruin their week or their day or give in? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I think, again, that's built up over our belief system. That is, you know, that's been so drummed into us. You know, we fail on that and it's the end of the world. And then, you know, should we give up? This is a nightmare. That's just standard, isn't it? So, you know, just society, everything. Um so to shift that with the mindset work, you start to see it in a different way. So you um, see it in a way that, right, what can I take from this? This is not a failure. You know, this is something that has happened on purpose, you know, for whatever reason, because I needed to learn a lesson here. Or you know what can I take? You know what can I take from this? It's like a learning curve. We see it. We see it as failure because that's how you know society, the way we've been brought up, has um, made us see it in that way. But shifting how we see it—that it's not failure. It's. I've got to, you know, um, this has happened. I need to learn from this, you know, what, you know, and sometimes it's not easy trying to figure out, well, what was the the message here? What was, you know, what am I learning from this? But you do find it when you spend that time to reflect, you do find it. And then it's finding that determination. Once you've, you know, got the message there, what you're learning from is it, that determination that, right, I've, I've got that now and now I know how that's not going to happen again how i can make it even better you know these like hugely successful people in life have had so many failures so many failures and they i think the the common trait seems to be is they don't see it like as a failure they see it as a learning opportunity and what they can do to i think as women quite, we beat ourselves up so naturally and it's so easy for us to see it as, as a failure and it's all gone wrong. And, um, you know, I just can't do this. I need to give up. And it's just completely turning that around. So it's not failure. This is an opportunity for me to learn something here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in, in the moment, that that, that may be really hard. You know, in the moment when you feel yeah. like something's gone wrong, it's like that's the end of the world. And I find I need to just take myself away from a situation. I almost need to just go and immerse myself in something else, whether it's a walk, an exercise, Mm -hmm. a run, whether it's with the kids, I'm just going to just going to down tools and play and not think about it until later before you then reflect on the situation and think, yeah, the interview didn't go so well because I wasn't prepared. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Okay. Next time I'm going to do this. I'm going to make sure I I get, you know, get some time beforehand to do some research, that kind of thing. So that's really good advice. And, and yeah, keep sort of returning back to that. I can do this sort of mantra yeah. and and changing that view. I think there's quite often that, you know, I, I've experienced it in the past where I would let something like that become the global belief that I can never do it. I can't, I didn't do very well then, therefore I'm no good and I can never do it. And it's like this generalizing belief yeah. Whereas, like you just said, lots of successful people don't even see it like that. It's just a bump in the road, and I move on, and we learn from it, and we do, we carry on. Um, what what would you? Is there an example you've got where you've perhaps or a client of yours that you've coached has sort of had a situation where they failed at something, or they feel like they failed at something? And what what have they done about so about it to sort of change their mindset about how they feel about it? So it all it.
1: It all comes down to self-esteem, like I said at the beginning. So when you are filling your internal dialogue with self-praise, you know, with goodness, and you're not criticising yourself, you will naturally not beat yourself up because your brain has become so familiar with praise, self-praise, um, it's, you know, you're powered up with this inner belief in yourself, this self esteem that it won't even automatically, you know, think, oh my goodness, what am I, you know, this is a nightmare. What am I going to do? I'm no good at this because your brain wants to go with what's familiar. So it always defaults to that old self belief system, that negative place. When you practice this whole new self praise, no criticism of yourself whatsoever, that becomes the new familiar and your mind will only want to go there. Your mind loves the comfort zone. It loves familiarity. So the more you go out of your comfort zone, the more that becomes familiar. And then, you know, it's really easy to do. Things you thought would have been so hard if you, you know, hate public speaking. I could never do that. You know, all of this sort of language. And then the more and more you do it, it becomes familiar to your mind and your mind isn't scared of it anymore. It's like, it is the new comfort zone. And it's the same way in, you know, in, in things going wrong. It won't ever go to that default. This is a disaster. I'm no good at this because your self-esteem is so powerful. It's so rock solid that it, your mind doesn't even, your mind's not logical. You know, you can fill it with a load of stuff. It's not logical. If you, If you, you know, there's a lot of celebrities or there's people, there's always someone you know who seems to attract so much negative attention. And you just say, gosh, you know, like all this negative attention, there's always those celebrities as well. It's always full of negative attention. You know, if, if you're telling your mind you want attention, but you're not clear and clarifying, I want positive attention, not negative attention. It's just thinking, it's looking, confirmation, but it's looking. It's radar. It's on any attention, whether that's good or bad. So it has no logic to it at all. So what we think of as failure, if you are reprogramming your mind, your mind doesn't know that's actually failure. It's just because of our belief system. You reprogram your mind that that's the new and you're really clear that's the new kind of belief system okay that's what she wants so that's you know that's the reality she's going to have
0: yeah no that sounds really great what what kind of things would you say yourself say to yourself victoria so you're you're if when you were trying to rewrite the automatic negative thoughts what Give me give me some phrases that you would say to yourself that you
1: recommend our listeners should try Oh, gosh. I think to start with, if you've never sort of done any of this stuff before, the best place to start with is by saying all the time that you're worthy. I'm worthy. I'm worthy. You know, um, and you don't have to say that out loud, of course. This is your inner dialogue. You know, this is what you're telling yourself that you're worthy. Because I think um, so many of us just feel like we're not good enough. We're not good enough at running our own business. We're not good enough at cooking. We're not good enough at keeping the house clean, you know, and juggling all these things. And I think it's turning that around. And as soon as you turn that around, you know, fill all of those affirmations up with, you know, whatever specific things you want. But I think the fir- first and foremost is that, you know, you're I am worthy, I am enough. Just changing up that language. So as soon as you want to say, Oh, I'm an idiot. Stop yourself. I'm enough. I am worthy.
0: There we are then, Fitz. I am worthy. Remind yourselves of it often. It's a really good place to start. Oh, thank, Thanks, Victoria. I've got some quick fire round questions for you now. Okay. Um, I feel like we've had a massive like education session on mindset. So thank you for that. <laughs> but t- tell me, what is your biggest lesson that you've learned on this journey so far?
1: The entrepreneurial journey mm. or um. Oh, biggest lesson. I think the biggest lesson is my naivety when it came to the technical side of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the amount of tech involved and how you need to be good at so many other things, other than what, you know, what you actually want to do, um, you know, helping women it's all the other stuff as well that goes with it. Yeah.
0: I'm a bit of your WhatsApp buddy on that.
1: (laughs) Yes. You're my go-to.
0: My go-to girl. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite business growth book? Oh,
1: business growth book. Uh, I think, I don't know about a business. I haven't read a business growth book for quite some time actually. I tend to read more books on anything to do with, you know, personal development mindset, because there's so much to, um, you know, there's, it's just it, it, there's so much to to learn and you know and i just love all of that whereas the business stuff it's um not quite so thrilling for me so i'm afraid i can't answer that i can tell you the book i'm reading yeah, that's really, that's so good the yeah let's read so it's 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 cybernetics um at the moment it's a fabulous book i'd recommend it to anybody um and it's it's all about self image it's um it's kind of another perspective on the whole concept of um you know self-esteem and everything but his is focused on self-image so that is a really interesting book um and the author's name is you're going to ask I know his surname is Maltz and I can't remember Maxwell Maltz I think it is but that's a very good book
0: thank you for that and then finally what do you do to relax Victoria oh
1: I love a relaxing bath with low lighting. So I feel like really, really relaxed. And then I will listen to some really calm music, almost like spa music. I'm a big fan of like spa music, water, I find really relaxing. And then I'll just do my own kind of meditation, Um, you know, just being mindful uh, and thoughtful and reflecting on the day. And that really sets you up for going to bed. I love that. So that you have a good night's sleep. Yeah,
0: I can imagine. Yeah, that sounds idyllic. I need to add that onto my to-do list a bit more often. The kids are the only ones that use the bath at the minute in our house.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And you feel like, you know, for so long, a bath was like, oh, that's just too much effort. I haven't got enough time for that. But (laughs) when you do actually, you know, get into the routine of it and, you know, you have such a restful night's sleep, it's so worth it. You know, the next day you feel energized and ready to go.
0: I love that. I love this because it, it, we have we've focused so much on self-care and self-esteem and looking after our minds and our bodies as well. So I love this episode. Um, what tell us what's next for the Women's Lifet- Lifestyle Collective and how can people
1: reach out, find out more about you and what the work you do? Okay. So um, I have a membership coming up soon. It's launching uh, this autumn. So I'm very excited about that. It's been keeping me very busy. Uh, So yeah, a a members club, a wellbeing members club for women in business. Um, And I have a Facebook group as well. um, And that is at facebook.com forward slash groups Forward slash women's lifestyle collective so um you're welcome to join that community uh, anybody listening um it, it's like a, a it's own well-being hub full of lots of inspiration videos and tools and strategies to help with your overall well- well-being
0: so the people can join the facebook group for
1: free and they get
0: to yes. i mean i've been on your lives they're fantastic they get to yeah. learn a lot more about this content um but then if you want to upgrade you've there's the membership where you get a hell of a lot more
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and the good thing with the membership, and that's why I created the membership rather than a course, is because this is ongoing work. (laughs) It's not a kind of you know quick fix, and I'll do that course and I'm sorted. It's ongoing. So with the membership, you have the coaching, you have the mentoring, you have all the Q and A's along, you know everything, so that you know you can be the version of yourself so that you're firing from all cylinders <laughs> <laughs> love it love it bring it on right thank you victoria it's been a pleasure having thank you on the show you. i can't wait
0: to see the launch and i'll pop those links in the show notes for anybody who wants to follow those but it's been an absolute pleasure and good luck with everything stay in touch thank you so much thanks for having me on Sue. bye I want you to know that I appreciate you for taking the time to listen to the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Show with me, Sue Parker. You're probably here because you want to improve the quality of your life. Maybe you are a business owner or aspiring entrepreneur trying to get better work-life balance. Create passive income, leave a nine to five, use online business automation or here to train your mindset for success. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes. But don't forget to hit subscribe. I would be so grateful for a five-star review and feedback that allows me to do better at serving you. You don't need to do this alone. You can join us as an Unleashed Lifestyle Entrepreneur and start to build your
1: dream life today.